two newly paired cops who are complete opposites must put aside their differences in order to catch a gang of drug smugglers. I'm getting too old for this shit. Lethal Weapon, coming up next. He's a criminal's worst nightmare. A cop who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just bring him down. Do you really want to jump? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait, I what do you mean? Wait a minute. What the? He was ready to retire. Now, he's going to wish he had. Gun! Oh! 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 Raj, meet your new partner. New partner? <laughs> If these guys can just stand each other. What you got in there? Boy and Smith? A lot of old timers carry those. The bad guys don't stand a chance. Don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. I'm too old for this. Are you as good as you say you are? Nobody can touch me. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. back to another episode of your favorite downtown cinema podcast i'm your host chasen landry the host with the most with the most to say the most on my mind just the most interesting shit going on just well that's con- debatable a conveyor belt of, of interesting bullshit. topics spew out of my mouth at all times debate me <laughs> fight didn't me. hear anything <laughs> fight me <laughs> fucking fight me you pieces of- i'm just kidding uh to my right my lovely Beautiful, sensual, curvaceous co-host, <laughs> Mr. Russell Rosenworth. Say hello, sir. How's it going, everybody? And to his left, Mr. Michael... Mike? Mike? <laughs> Mike actually can't make it today. He is in Nevada? Is that where... Ve- in Las Vegas, Nevada, watching the Summer League. So, can't say that I blame him. No, can't be too mad about that. No. I could say that I'm jealous, but I won't because I'm a man of pride <laughs> and men of pride do not admit our faults. Okay. Okay. We die with, we die with those things. We, we don't get jealous. We die with the sword, dude. We don't get jealous. We die with a big old ball of resentment in our chest. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just pack it in. That is pack what we do. everything in. We die young and we <laughs> die with a lot of resentment and anger and jealousy in our hearts that we never actually got out. Because and high is, blood pressure. And high blood pressure because that is what men do. That's a man's role <laughs> in society today. Suck it up. So today we are doing Lethal Weapon and I couldn't be more thrilled. Oh man, I was so stoked to do this one. Super pumped. Not only does it have an amazing soundtrack with, is that a saxophone? Oh, that's a lot of saxophone you're hearing. A lot of saxophone. By yours truly, Eric Clapton. Him and Mel Gibson may have not aged as well, but we're looking past it. <laughs> we're looking past it today. Uh, yeah. I see an underlying thread between these two. They've each had a couple uh, slip of the tongues, you could yeah. say, in their day. 
we're gonna look past it. We're gonna act like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna judge the the artist by his work today. Yeah. Let's fair just enough. say that. Fair yeah. you know, it is what it is. Written by Shane Black, directed by Richard Donner. Release date eight twenty two thousand and four. That is wrong. That is, is the wrong release. Date. <laughs> yeah. it, it came out in the, Somebody did not change the release date on the <laughs> on the show notes. <laughs> I saw that. You got it, that. Fill me help me out here. It came out in eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. Okay. So I was close. Yeah. Say the opening day was March eighth, nineteen eighty seven. So So I was I'm not I'm no mathematician, but I'm somewhere like twenty something years off there. <laughs> Maybe just slightly. I can't use the excuse of nobody's listening because it's the end of the podcast right now. So if you've made it this far, which I'm sure you have, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, so this movie, hour and 50 minutes, goes by fast. It does. goes by fast. It does, a- but it doesn't. At the same time, although I love this movie, I feel like it might go on a little bit too long, though. Little- Actually quite a bit too long no dude i don't feel that way i'm gonna disagree with you i think that uh, i think they could have shaved off like 15 minutes if anything i think they could have just shaved off that uh mel gibson walking out into the schoolyard and just blindly firing at that sniper oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah i think that's the only one though because it's like we get it dude you don't give a fuck you yeah know? we don't you don't care about your life dude your wife's dead whatever your boots are cool you got 501s <laughs> on we know dude you know yeah. acid wash jeans Feathered hair. All right, dude. Feathered mullet. Yeah. Feathered mullet. Let's talk about, real quick, let's talk about Mel Gibson's just vibe, his look yeah. in this movie, because it's untouchable, dude. Oh, absolutely. If he was walking down the street in LA right now, he'd have to wear it. He'd have to have like, uh, he'd be beating him off with the stick, dude. He'd 100%. Laid dude, instantly. for sure. Yeah. Girls in LA right now, a mullet some acid washed 501s and some fucking boots oh my gosh dude dude you got it if you if a if Wrap a woman if a woman in 2019 in la went to the sperm bank and she was looking through potential donors and one of the sperm bottles said <laughs> feathered mullet acid washed jeans snakeskin fucking boots and suicidal tendencies at the bottom sign me don't, you listen <laughs> it's the most sought after sperm in Los Angeles right now. Is that's it's the perfect sperm. Well, he also has what a special forces tattoo as well. Okay, six pack. Say six pack. Yeah, I mean, what else do you want? A roundhouse kick that could fucking <laughs> make the gods themselves quiver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. An Australian accent that just comes in and out, and a really thick, unbuttoned, like. Or like a really thick red button up that he just seems to keep wearing. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. He like I mean he it's a man who likes what he likes. That thing did look uncomfortable in that heat. No, no, he had style. Style, style. S- fucking style style. So Richard Donner also directed the Goonies. Also directed Scrooge right after this. So he's got a you yeah. know not the most like not the biggest action resume, but a resume. Yeah, we can. Well, say. It's, a, it's a long resume. I was kind of looking at it. It's like, okay, like there's not too much I've seen in there, but there's a lot of it. It's that uh, it's that old saying where you just shoot, 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 shoot till you make something. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Just put out a lot of quality, a lot of quantity. 
eventually yeah. you'll hit something he also didn't seem like the youngest dude either he started making films a long time ago really yeah i didn't really go too di- for some reason this is like one of the few movies where i didn't dig too deep into like i've since i've seen it since i was like 11 years old i consider myself an expert and i was like you know what i'm not gonna get my i'm not gonna get my vision tainted by the person who wrote it or actually directed the movie. Well, that's honestly, that's the way I was kind of feeling. Like I, I felt kind of hesitant to do any like um, research on this. Cause I'm like, I love this movie for what it is so much that it's like, I don't want to ruin it by like looking by prying too much into it. Cause I'm like, I want to take this movie completely at like face value. So, I mean, you rewatched it. You, th- you think it's a little thick. Is what you said. You think the movie might be a little thick, might run a little long. Yeah. Where though? Like where, what are you, what are you chopping out? That's the hard part. I don't know what I would chop out. I I mean, mean, it's under two hours. Yeah. You know, but for an action film, that's a little long. Nah. I mean, what do you want? An hour and a half? So you're thinking, so it's an hour and 49 minutes. You think we went 19 minutes too long? Is what you're saying? Yeah. No, not, not that much either though. Maybe it's slow. I mean, you, you yeah. did admit that like you were watching it with your girlfriend and she wasn't enjoying herself, uh-huh. which when I watch a movie with my girlfriend and she's not enjoying herself, especially when I'm hyping it up, like it's going to be fucking tight. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? I get this, like, I get this like angsty feeling. Like I'm always looking over at her, like, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. And when I know she's not, it does kind of get that feeling like claustrophobic trying to watch a movie in a fucking yeah you know what i mean in a phone booth type of feeling well we kind of like um started discussing it because i was like how do you not love this movie i was like it's cheesy you love cheesy i was like you love Waterworld. like she loves Waterworld. Waterworld. i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with her and i was like it's just like Waterworld. like it's cheesy because she was laughing at this like you know she's laughing at like the soundtrack and stuff like that you know and great soundtrack amazing and uh yeah, so I was just like, I don't, I don't really see it, but I don't know. They're very different cheesies, I guess. She it's was like, really hard to watch an '80s movie if you're not like, if you weren't like young, like when it was good. You yeah. know, it's like people today. You know what I mean? Everybody's attention span, and you got fucking transformers are blowing shit up everywhere, and all this crazy special effects and everything going on so fast with the pacing, and Mel Gibson already has an established like name not a very good reputation Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then you try to tell your girlfriend like hey watch this 1987 movie with mel gibson time magazine's sexiest man alive at the time you know they're just gonna be like dude what the fuck are you showing me it's like trying to get your girlfriend to watch the fly amazing movie they're not gonna dig it alien my girlfriend's not gonna want to watch fucking sigourney weaver wyland yeah you know it's just the movie opens on tits right which you know, I don't like, have a problem with. I feel like... No! No, I feel like, if anything, more movies need to open with just a, you know, nudity. Not necessarily only women nudity. I wouldn't mind just seeing a, you I, know, a pair of titties, a wiener. I just feel like me- this... I feel like out of porn, this is probably the fastest that I've ever seen boobs in a movie before. Like, I was just impressed. I was just like, whoa, literally the opening shot. Yeah. And I'm like, geez. I feel like it's good to set the tone. Yeah. right off the bat with a movie you mm-hmm. know that's what i'm saying it doesn't always need to be boobs you can throw a little wiener in there i'm not gonna be too stoked personally but i get it because you got half male half female in the crowd everybody likes a little bit of. Something. but you have my attention if you throw both if you throw some boobs and a wiener <laughs> everyone's happy there you go win-win right off the bat 
I think we're on our way to writing an amazing film here. So the movie starts. Wide angle. It zooms in. Beautiful. Naked woman laying on a bed. Camera keeps panning in. In the background. Tan. <laughs> a tan. A tan hung wiener at half mast. Just walks. <laughs> A tan wiener, a tan, very well endowed wiener, walks through the frame right off the bat, has nothing to do with the movie. Boom, lethal weapon. Then the movie starts. Everyone is literally, you you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention, right? You know what I mean? Because then there's nothing to be mad about. Nobody's going to be looking at it and be like, ugh, ugh, boobs, dude. Yeah. You know? And then for all the, for all the girls that are like, ugh, boobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a fucking a nice perfectly carved like this uh, imagine the statue of david but just a hung statue of david walks past yeah. the screen you have that for the people that are mad about the boobs and then for the people that are mad about the wiener you just saw some tits what are you complaining about what are you complaining about dude there you go what do you like yeah and there's a dog asleep in the corner for those really freaky heads out there. <laughs> <laughs> too much <laughs> or for the people that are just like i don't know just into dogs or for like people that are like, a is it asexual where you're not really interested in anything? Yeah. But like you like animals. Yeah, but you're like, oh, that's cute though. Maybe like a birdcage with a parrot. Yeah. That's asleep. You're yeah. Like, see, oh, but then bird. I don't know how how well the PETA people really like you know like birds being in cages. So it's like we have to show what if the like birds an animal on that's the in wiener. the wild. What if the birds perched on that <laughs> big ass dick? <laughs> a big ass dick walks by in the background. There's a bird standing on it, and some titties and some cocaine and you're just like holy shit we must be in la for one and for two <laughs> this is going to be a wild ride boom lethal weapon you get that saxophone you know what i mean i'm already ready for Hits. your academy award dude let's get off the wiener and boob talk two homicide detectives chase a gang of drug dealers all over southern california that's one of the other kind of like descriptions i got i thought it was accurate mm -hmm. for me the pacing of the movie and like all the action I love it. I don't think that it was too long because I think what the movie actually does is it squirts in a little bit of like human emotion. Like you get to see, you get to see Mel Gibson actually like name another action movie where the, the lead character shows vulnerability. You're not going to find it with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not going to find it with Bruce Willis. Yeah. You're not going to find that like putting a gun in your mouth carrying around a halted bullet which we will get into that but it's like uh -huh. he is like hurt he's hurting he's in pain you know that's a really good thing to point out i yeah. i i kind of found that interesting too where he is one of those like he's one of the few like action heroes that you know just has like a softness to them in a way but right. it's interesting because it also brings up the whole like like the idea of like psychology right. you know and like psychosis and things like that that it's like the thing that makes him most dangerous is the fact that he is crazy, right. you know? And it's like, because that's the single most dangerous thing. And it's one of those, like all these action heroes have a crazy within them. They just never talk about it. Right. You know? And the funny thing about this is even though we do find out in lethal weapon Two what happens to Martin Riggs, wife, they don't need to explain it. And I, I thought that was amazing. When they make these first movies, you don't know that there's going to be a sequel. And it's a ballsy move just to be like, we don't know how his wife died. We just know that his wife died. It was tragic. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's been dead for three years. And it's like, they also, like, you have Riggs and Murtaugh, right? Which is Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. 
and this whole vibe of just being alone and not having a family and then being accepted by somebody else's family and this like undertone that's going on throughout the most just insane full-blown 80s action movie i mean it is predator it is terminator yeah yeah but there's like some i mean i don't want to bring up terminator is completely different because i think terminator does have a good plot and story and like we we've done terminator it holds up yeah but i mean it is like die hard but with a really nice undertone yeah you know what i mean like there's some things going on yeah where it's like compared to if we're going to compare it to like die hard and like let's say rambo and stuff like that like i was a little less invested in those characters to be honest like in their like sympathetic interest right you know where i'm like how are you feeling you know where it's like where mel gibson actually felt really bad for the dude you know and i don't know i'll give it to mel gibson like he kind of sold me on it though. I was he's like, he's an amazing actor. I mean, say what you will about Mel Gibson. He's a fucking amazing actor. Yeah. He's been in like, I mean, for people out there who've seen most of his movies, it's like, you know, I'm a fan of the Patriot Braveheart fucking. We were soldiers. It's like Mel Gibson can act. Don't kid yourself for a second. And it's like, and all the while he's, he's doing it. He, you know, he has an Australian accent. He's, he, yeah. this is the first thing he did after doing three Mad Max movies. Uh-huh. It's like he came straight into it, and it's like, dude, Mel Gibson. I heard him on an interview. He's American as they come, dude. Might as yeah. well have been eating a fucking hot although, dog. Although this was the only movie I've watched of his where I can hear his Australian accent come out sometimes. Could you? Oh, it was sometimes. I need to listen for it. Sometimes he would like yell little things, and like it just sounded kind of Australian. Like, he has a weird way of being. Have you seen like What Women Want? Yeah. He has like a sensual romantic side. Like girls, especially back in this day, they lo- they love Mel Gibson. My mom loves Mel Gibson. Yeah. Right? But he also has like this look in his eyes where he doesn't need to be the biggest dude to be the most ferocious looking dude. Like he he really yeah. he really does bring a lot of like intensity with him when he in a lot of his roles. And it's like it's like in the Patriot where he first snaps and like kind of like slaughters all those dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean with his kids? It's like he can really bring out like this primal character. He has that in his bag. And it's like, not a lot of people have that. Like Stallone, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, they don't have it. And it's like, that's no, he, what got him out of the action movie genre. He could bring it, but he also could do movies like Ransom. And like, he's an actor. Yeah, I think he acts with his eyes a lot. You know, it's one of those, you can see it in his eyes when he acts. You know, right. that it's like, when he is like, flipping out in that opening scene of him his 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 character's opening scene you know that drug bust where it's like he's like yeah i am crazy you know like, he seems kind of crazy that's the thing he kind of sells me on it where yeah. i'm like oh yeah this dude's psycho like and he's it not pulls it off he's not getting by he's handsome but he's not getting by on being jacked he's not a jacked action hero similar True. I, yeah. I feel like bruce willis and him are yeah. kind of Bruce Willis kind of gets by on being that like rugged everyday man's man kind of vibe. Yeah. And Mel Gibson is kind of on a similar vein. I just think Mel mm-hmm. Gibson is a better actor than Bruce Willis is, which is debatable. I just think, yeah. you know, I think Mel Gibson is just the more talented dude. He's well, directed they, fucking great movies. Like he's just, he's, he's, he has needed, more depth. Yeah. Say character. he's needed more like rounded characters where it's like yeah. Bruce Willis is kind of always playing this. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. He's character. always Butch. Yeah. Or fucking John McClane, you know, from Die Hard. Like, he's always the same. He's always the same, dude. Yeah. We're going to get into a little tiny bit of Die Hard talk later as far as, like, what's the best action movie ever. But for right now, 
let's bring it back. Let's talk about Danny Glover for a second. I feel like the movie revolves around Danny Glover. So we have Danny Glover would be the son in the universe of this movie. Uh And then you have Mel Gibson and Gary Busey and everybody else is kind of revolving around his character's calm temperament. You know what I mean? He, he's the one that calms the movie back down. The two of them together, I'll say it, greatest buddy cop movie ever made. Best buddy cop duo of all time. They're an amazing duo. They it would be so hard well to together. argue if there was one movie, but they made four movies, same director, and they fucking, they just ended it perfectly. Like they tie in Rene Russo and like Mel Gibson, like finding love. Like the whole thing is amazing. Yeah. Like when you really great. look at it as a body of work, it's fucking fantastic. And it's all because of the way these two characters play off each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't, it wasn't one of those roles that was written with any race or anything in mind. It wasn't written like, okay, here's Riggs, white cop. Here's Murtaugh, black cop. It was just written for two, two characters wide open. And they just casted these two people that had chemistry. Really? It just so happened to be that way. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's why you can kind of get the vibe whenever they're they're over at Dixie's house and they're talking to the little kids and like, don't cops shoot black people? Remember the little kids said yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? And it's like, that that wouldn't be something that you would say to Murtaugh. You can tell it was written with whatever cop is in mind. It's not written to be a black cop. They were just like, somebody saw the color purple with Danny Glover and they're like, dude, he would be a good fit. And yeah. they, they brought him in and it's like, dude, it couldn't work any better than it works. Like they're, yeah. they're fucking fantastic together i don't know and i feel like danny glover keeps the balance you know we got the family man the movie takes place right the day after his 50th birthday and he's just like dude i just want to retire and get like keep it mellow i don't want to die i have a family i got a boat i like drinking beers my wife good looking family can we just say that good looking family good looking wife good looking daughter although her shitty cooking is oddly more it it's just a bit more um, ex- like brought out than I remembered it. After all we've been through, if you think I'm going to eat the world's lousiest Christmas turkey by myself. Where he's just like, I feel like he keeps mentioning like... Oh, yeah. That mean, is, got, like, he mentions it so many times that his life... They got ongoing life, jokes, like, dude. Movies. Have you ever seen, whenever it gets into the later ones, they don't do it in this movie, but do you remember they do... Uh, one, two, three, go. Like when they're going to like jump off of building or something like that. And uh-huh. they're like, is it, so are we jumping on three or are we jumping on go? And they're always mm-hmm. like, that's like another one of the recurring jokes throughout the movie. Um, so you got Danny Glover, mellow, mellow dude. And then you have Riggs, who is the complete opposite. Gives a fuck. Psych. Doesn't give a fuck about his life. Yeah. Doesn't care if he lives opposite, complete opposite of Danny Glover. And they just, they just work together. It's Absolutely. just a good vibe. They're a good balance. I enjoy watching them together and I kind of believe it as it goes. Like they're just friends. They just seem like friends. You know what I mean? They're just hanging out on the boat, fixing the engine, drinking brews. Yeah. That's what I want to be doing when I am at the end of my police career. (laughs) What about, uh, okay. This is another thing I noticed. What about just sneaking in heroin post Vietnam? Cause that's a very American gangstery thing too. I mean, American gangster, same exact idea. Yeah, Vietnam's over. So, I mean, we're sneaking in. They still got the connect. You know what I mean? That shadow company, they're bringing in the H. Yeah. You know? I feel like they really used the shit out of that helicopter in this movie, dude. Yeah, you got to, dude. 
they were like, we have a helicopter. We're putting it in like every scene. Like there was one chase scene that I was watching. Um, I think it was like coming out of the desert or something like that, where it seemed so just unnecessary to be having like a helicopter chasing someone, but it was like super low and it was just like, let me stop you right there. If you have a scene (laughs) and there's just any scene, a great scene. Yeah. And then you have the option of throwing a low flying helicopter into that scene. You throw that fucking helicopter into that scene, dude. Anything. Daniel Daniel Day Lewis in there will be blood. If you could have a low flying helicopter in any scene in that movie, <laughs> it would be a better movie. Anything that anytime you could put a low flying, yeah. there's a limousine driving through the Victorville desert. Shout out to Victorville. There's a limousine hauling ass through that desert and there's a fucking helicopter trying to land on the hood of it. Yeah. In an eighties movie. <laughs> Sign me up, dude. It looked real too. It was good. It did look good. I, yeah. I, I miss the days where movies weren't made entirely with CGI. I do too. It's just like, dude. It just, it, it felt genuine because they're really going for that shit. Somebody's really driving that limo and someone's really flying out low. That's what I mean is it made you respect like stuntmen that much more that it's like, no, this shit really happened. Maybe not with these characters or with these actors, but somebody, somebody fucking did this. Absolutely. It's, it's hard to be fucking, it's hard to be excited anymore these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's hard. It's like. Kim Kardashian's got a porno. Like you're going to, you want me to be excited by a fucking helicopter landing on a limousine? No, it's the eighties though, dude. It's the eighties. There's no internet. You know what I mean? There's not, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing crazy going on. Like you go to the movies and you're like, I'm watching it yesterday and I'm like, Oh shit. The helicopter in the limousine. That's pretty fucking sick. In the eighties. You're like that fucking helicopter is about to land on a limousine in real life. That is yeah, real. Exactly. Someone is flying a helicopter six feet off the ground. Now yeah. I'm just like, ah, dude, you know, fucking that's nothing. Yeah. Fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like it's hard to get entertaining where like, I just, I just watched a video with like a dude knocking out six dudes on world star. Yeah. I was taking a shit. Like you want me to be inspired by a helicopter? Like I don't care. But in the eighties, this is a big deal. Yeah. Like visual effects were just like visual effects. You know, it's like now you watch Jaws and you're like, ah, yeah. fart noise. And you know what I mean? You're sitting on the couch eating a fucking cupcake with crumbs all over your shirt. Like, oh, that <laughs> fucking looks fake. <laughs> you know, I was talking to someone the other day and about how just crazy it is that they were like all worried about the next generation. Now, my argument was like, everything is kind of the way it's supposed to be, but I think the next generation just might figure it out a little more than we do. Cause I was like, if you think about it, we didn't have internet at one point in our lives, you know, where it's like our next generation isn't going to have that in their lives. So it's like, we remember those like wild West days of the internet that it's like, hopefully our kids learn from all the mistakes we made, no rules, you know, on the internet, everything fucking goes, you know, that's like, and they'll learn how to moderate it. I always, I always hear people talking shit about the next generation. I heard somebody talking shit about the next generation recently. And it's like, motherfucker, you can't even read cursive. This generation is fucked up. Why don't we worry about the generation? that Everybody always wants to talk about the next generation when fools don't even know how to like operate inside of a bank. You know what I mean? They're like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, like our generation that we're living in right now is fucked. Who cares about that? Like the next generation is going to be hopefully better. Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's one of those. That's what makes this movie interesting is thinking like about how this is pre-internet days. 
you know like there's no internet like computers are pretty fucking minimal at this point like right like they're there but kind of you know and it's like so it's like take that into you know your brain when you're watching these movies and realizing real people had to do every single thing in this movie right and keep in mind back in this day in the 80s my prime because a lot of you don't know how old i am or what i look like you know i could be fucking 56 (laughs) years old in my prime in 1987 when this movie came out you couldn't just it's not like it's not like it's streaming you watch it on fucking i don't know if people a lot of people aren't going to remember this even from when me or you me and you were younger we're not that old but when we were younger you go see a movie in the movie theater and then there's a long gap before it comes out to DVD. Yeah, it was there's a There's like a gap, time. like your mind is blown, and then you just have to wait. Yeah. You just wait for four to six months, maybe a year, before Dude, the movie- it took so Before long. the movie even fucking came out, and then you watch it again, and your mind was fucking blown yeah. again, because you completely forgot, because it's ti- been so long. Dude, the timing was so much better in that. Yeah. It's like, right, like, I'll watch, I watch- every episode of game of thrones in three months yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like you don't you don't people take for granted the ability to just turn your tv on and watch it like when i wanted to watch this movie yesterday day before i just opened my laptop and typed it in and just watched it yeah do you know what i mean it's like they were prepping back then for bigger like it was an event it was like a party yeah, I mean, going to the movies was like a thing that you did when we were young. Like, it was like, dude, drop me off. I'm going to fucking sneak. I'm going to buy a ticket for like some PG movie when I'm like 13. And I'm going to stay in there and watch every rated R movie in the entire theater for an entire Saturday. I would just stay in there and movie hot from movie to movie. Dude, to movie I used to, to do that all yeah. the time, too. And it's like, that's lost. The movie theater is almost a dead thing. Yes and no, because recently I went and saw like a Disney movie in theaters and it was like the opening weekend it wasn't on like opening night though but it was on the sunday of the opening weekend and like it was filled right filled like it was hard to get seats and then a couple weekends after that we went and my me and my girlfriend went and saw yesterday you know that like the beatles Beatles movie movie. Mm -hmm. And um, the first day we went to the movie theaters and they're like if you want to sit in the front row you're good but anything else all night were sold out. Wow. So we had to like... For yesterday? Yeah. Wow. So the next day we had to wake up and like in the morning when I woke up, I was like, do you want to try to see it today? And I had to buy it like the tickets on my phone for later on. Yeah. You got to you gotta get the seats online. That's the move. You can't yeah. just reserve the seat. Might as well get a recliner and a beer while you're in there too. So it's one of those like, I don't really, I don't, I don't foresee like movie theaters like really going out per se. But the hard part is, is I do feel like there's a smaller amount of movies that people are going to see. Right. So everyone's going to see these very few. Avengers. They're all going to see fucking Avengers, you know? And it's like. That's like a lot of movies. Like yesterday was a phenomenon, and I think it was just because of it was about the Beatles. It was kind of a hype movie. I mean, I would. Yeah. It's not. There's a few movies that I want to go see in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Midsummer, one of them. Yeah. Any Tarantino movie, just just to support the box office because I like those directors so much. But it's like the real shit is just direct to Netflix direct stream why not just go direct to it fuck it i mean hbo and netflix are creating better content than anything that's in the movie theaters now anyways it's like i'm so i'm 30 years old 
half of my life, more than half of my life, there's been a consistent Batman and a Marvel movie in movie theaters my entire life. Pretty much, As far yeah. back as I can remember, there's been a Batman and a Spider-Man for as far back as I can remember. A difference, and a, and a 007. It's like, dude, you're beating a dead horse. Like, the future is in, this, is in the original content. Yeah. And, and not only that, fuck the movie. Let's release a fucking eight-part miniseries, eight hours of a movie. That's what I see when I see, like, Big Little yeah. Lies, when I see, like, all these great shows that are being sharp objects, Stranger Things. It's like, fuck the movie. Give me a fucking, give me 10 episodes. Give me 10 hours of content. Straight yeah, up. Exactly. And, and take a year. Go ahead and take a year. Take a year. Give me a season. Take another year. Give me another season. I'd way rather take that over some fucking every single actor in Hollywood with a six pack is in these Marvel movies. Yeah. Everyone. If you have a six pack, you're in. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel is like the Boy Scouts. And then the, the upper version of that is like the Expendables. And that's all the dudes yeah. that would have been in these Marvel movies if it was fucking 30 years ago. Exactly. Like, it's just like, dude, it's, they're just selling tickets with all these big names. What's what's kind of cool about Netflix right now is like you can kind of get into like a groove, a, like a seasonal groove, you know, almost where it's like. So it's like one thing's coming out. So you're watching that, you know, and another thing comes out kind of right after that one dies. It doesn't even know, have to. Like, That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Because they can come out whenever. True. You know, there's a Lethal Weapon series. Pretty popular Lethal Weapon series, which I heard is pretty good. Really? Sean William Scott from American Pie plays Riggs in the third season. They, they added Riggs for two seasons. Uh-huh. Something sketchy happened with him. He must have gotten fucking Harvey Weinstein. And then fucking Sean William Scott came in for the third season, which I like Sean William Scott, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a 90s baby, dude. Whatever. So let's go into, uh, let's go into a little bit of this, dude. Let's go into... Sure. We kind of got off track. <laughs> venting about marvel movies which i know there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast i i may have overspoke there is people listening to this podcast that love marvel movies oh yeah we don't hate marvel movies on this podcast i do we just think that they're super fucking lame and don't (laughs) deserve any place thank you we just think that they are just you know it's oversaturated and if mike was here he would fight for marvel movies because he likes them but guess what Mikey ain't here. <laughs> it's only Papa Che and Uncle Rusty here today. And, we and I gotta talk tell some you shit, something. Dude. We don't like fucking Marvel movies. And you'll no. never hear a Marvel movie on this fucking podcast. True. You might. But if you can come back and get that sound clip, you'll make us look stupid. But if not, go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. I got a thing. Movie cop names. So we got uh, Roger Murtaugh and Martin Riggs. Great names. Riggs. Great fucking names. So what I did was I compiled a little list of great movie cop names. Okay. You tell me which ones you... I mean, they're all good, but we can vote. Two-man vote. Okay. On which one we think is the best. So I got Martin Riggs. I got Stallone from Demolition Man. John Spartan. Sean Devine. Kevin Bacon and Mystic River. Billy Costigan Jr., a.k.a. William Costigan Jr. DiCaprio, Departed. Axel Foley, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, Vincent Hanna, Al Pacino, Heat, Frank Serpico, Pacino coming in for the doubleheader, back-to-back, Serpico, and John McClane, Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Huh. Which one's the best? I mean, John Spartan is pretty heavy. 
That's a really heavy one. That's that a one, heavy one. That I'm gonna go terrifying. with. I'm gonna say Axel Foley. That's funny. I was gonna. I was gonna <laughs> Axel Eddie Foley, Murphy dude. with Axel Foley is a great one, and I got. I like Martin Riggs, dude. Vincent uh, Hanna coming in real close there in Heat. I like John McClain though a lot too. Oh, John, just a good old fashioned fucking. Just good old fashioned. It's name. a good day to die hard with that name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, hey, zing! <laughs> All right, so I got. I got another one. Best action movie buds. So just action movie friends. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna read down the list. You tell me what you think. I got Bad Boys. The other guys. The Rock with Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Twenty One Jump Street. Seven, which I know you haven't seen, which is a fucking you're lucky I don't stop this fucking podcast <laughs> right now. Men in Black. Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, not fucking Thor and whoever the fuck else. Point Break. I don't know if that counts. I put a question mark after it because there's not really a bud thing going on in Point Break. Yeah. Starsky and Hutch. End of Watch. You can tell I'm kind of getting desperate at the end with Hall <laughs> and Michael Pena. And uh, then the other guys, Wahlberg and Farrell. And I think you have one to add to the list, right? Um... Well, first of all, the other guys, I think, is the most underrated like duo. I love the other guys so much, and I think that's easily one of the funniest films to me. Underrated comedy, I'll say that. I wouldn't go as far as say it's one of the. I would just say it doesn't get the respect that it deserves. No, in certain circles, there is definitely some funny scenes. It's just you love Mark Wahlberg doing comedy, or you hate Mark Wahlberg doing comedy, and that's like you know that's the market right. Generally, now. I don't. But for some reason, this one... I'm on board, dude. I'm on board. This one, I was like, I'm okay with that. Him playing, like, uh, and like making fun of himself in a cop movie, it's perfect. Like that's, He doesn't play any, like, serious cop roles, though, does he? I guess Departed. Yeah. But, I, I mean, <clears throat> anything with Will Ferrell is going to have... Well... It has a comedic element to it right there. I think... I like Bad Boys... I think oh. that's a good duo. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The one I was going to add was uh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour needs to get added. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't think of that one. I feel stupid. But I'll say, so here's my top three in no particular order. Uh-huh. It is actually in a particular order. <laughs> Lethal Weapon, number one. Okay. Number two, seven. Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Amazing. And then I'm going to go it's a tie between bad boys and rush hour. Yeah. For the third. Got so, yeah. a little like comedic duo. I would put rush hour actually at the top over. Well, the thing is, okay. So like if we're talking about just the first movie of rush hour versus the first movie of lethal weapon, I would put lethal weapon above it because you're a little more tied to the characters, like in their actual, like, like loving bond. I might go know? the opposite of what you're saying right now. I know where you're going with this and uh, I do not agree. But through the whole expanse of the universe of their like series, I think Lethal Weapon is a better duo. Like but I think in a single movie, Rush Hour beats them. In a single movie. Yeah. Okay, I can maybe get behind you there. I thought you were talking about, I thought you were going to go the opposite and say, no. out of all the movies, you're going to give it to... Because it's like, if you think... I don't know the exact quote, but when it gets into like Lethal Weapon 3 or 4, when Mel Gibson is like, your kids are my kids. 
your wife does my laundry. Like he gets into like this full uh-huh. dialogue with him of just like, you're my family. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I don't know. The character development in Lethal Weapon is it's fantastic for what it, it is. And it should it be fucking really stupid. Yeah. It should be stupid. I mean, so it, put it up against the other two action movies that came out in 1987. You got Predator and Robocop which are fucking amazing movies. I like Predator and I like RoboCop. I'd like to yeah. do RoboCop on this podcast just because it's one of those movies that I feel like gets swept under the rug, forgotten about. Yeah, it kind of does. You know, uh, we just got done watching this show, The Killing with Joel Kinnaman, who plays the new RoboCop in like the reboot or whatever. Uh-huh. But the old RoboCop, it's underrated. Yeah. Super underrated fucking movie. For sure. I think that Lethal Weapon shouldn't be as deep as lethal weapon is and the character development shouldn't be as much there shouldn't be as much character development as there is in the movie like you these two you don't get that kind of relationship in a movie that's like just a shoot 'em up fucking guns blazing movie like no generally not in like an action film like this like normally in an action film like this like they're very like pretty one dimensional characters and things like that. And again, like we were saying, the vulnerability thing, you know, where it's like, you just feel like the acceptance and like, I don't know, like this family growing around you as you're watching, like you're watching these kids grow up, you know, no one would have ever guessed that it was going to be that you could get that kind of relationship out of Mel Gibson and Danny Glover that they got. No, you couldn't find the two most like, different who would have thought you know what i mean it's like mel gibson flew in from australia they got danny glover found danny glover in chicago and it just worked and it worked well enough to where they were able to put it this way lethal weapon one made the least amount of money out of every lethal weapon movie really yeah wow least amount of money i think it's the only movie that didn't top 100 million and all the rest did so it's kind of like i'm guessing like it People didn't appreciate it as much until it like came out. It just developed. And then everyone, it, it just got better. And I mean, true. The movies didn't get better and better and better, but like that relationship, that bond between them just got stronger and stronger, and it developed. Uh-huh. It's like game. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I'm sure season one didn't have as many viewers as the last season did. True. Like when it first came out. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like very similar. Does that mean that se- the last season of Game of Thrones is better than the first season? I would say hell motherfucking no. But that is a <laughs> podcast for a different day. Yeah. That is a podcast for a different day. While we're on the action movie topic, let me just bring this up real quick. And then we'll take a little break and we'll get into categories. Okay. Sound like a plan? Yeah. Action hero, Royal Rumble. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to name action hero names and we're going to put him in a big fat royal rumble fight to the death i can hear my girlfriend in the bathroom and i know she can hear me stop judging me from the other side of the door i know what you're doing (laughs) and i don't like it all right action hero royal rumble number one martin riggs he's coming in hot number two coming in crazy coming in coming in crazy and also depressed with emotional baggage Okay. You know what I mean? So this is before the end when he gives him the bulb. Yeah, no, this is this yeah. is Martin Riggs with Martin Riggs doing jujitsu in the sad. front He's in the sad. fucking He's yard. He's vulnerable. Yeah. It's vulnerable Martin Riggs, which has nothing to lose. Yeah. Because he kinda wants to die. But at the same time, the job 
Keeps bringing him back. <laughs> the job is why he wakes <laughs> up every day. Number two, John McClane. Okay. That's diehard, baby. James Bond. Pick. You pick. Okay. For me personally, I'm going to go Pierce Brosnan. Do you, do, if you want Fair. fucking Daniel Craig, do your thing. That's no. millennial shit, though. No. Uh, th- four. Indiana Jones. There's only one. There's only one of those. Yeah. He also goes by Han Solo. <laughs> Number five. John Rambo. Stallone. Number six, Maximus. Because why not? Why not throw him in there? Uh-huh. You know, there's only one movie, but you know, fuck it. Who's counting? Number seven, Ethan Hunt. Mission Impossible. My man and your best friend, Mr. Tom Cruise. What do you think? That's all I got. Who's winning in the overall brawl, hand-to-hand, Action Hero Royal Rumble? Is what I want to know. Can I add one? It depends. You run it by me and I'll let you know. My bald dude, Jason Statham. Yes, we can add Jason Statham. He fits the criteria. Okay. Transporter? Yeah. Okay. Transporter, Jason Statham. Yes, we can add him. Because I just might say Jason Statham. Jason Statham has zero chance. If I had to rank it, I would say... Stallone? No, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Like the old Stallone is so fucking funny, by the way. Old like, Stallone's like 5'4", though. So you got to think like he's just jacked. He doesn't, listen, he doesn't have a death wish. That's uh, one, right? So there. Are, this is where I'm going to rank the top three. Okay. Two of these motherfuckers have a death wish, and that's Maximus and Martin Riggs. There's two of them. Yeah. And then there's John McClane, who you don't want to paint in a corner. Because we saw no. what happens when he gets painted in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Those three got to be top three for me, no matter what. So I, would, I Maximus, would put John McClane up there. Maximus, Riggs, and John McClane are fighting it out. They're going to be the last three fighting. Then I think we're going to have Bond, fucking Tom Cruise, and Statham fighting for that little like fourth, fifth, and sixth spot. And then I think uh. that fucking Stallone gets knocked out quick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody would just go for Stallone real quick. Like, they'd just be like, yeah, let's just all pile on him real I quick. I feel like if just... Stallone doesn't have a gun, he's just like, hey, 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 hey. And he just gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> what are you going to do? What the fuck are you going to do? Like, he just talks a lot of shit, but it's like. He just talks a fucking big game, but without a gun, come. all he has is camouflage paint on his face. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that doesn't get you very far. So, whoa, we're fighting now. Can you really take a dude serious in an action hero Royal Rumble if he doesn't have one Levi 501s and snakeskin boots on? <laughs> two, a full suit? Or three, one of those like full blown SWAT uniforms with like that thing on your thigh that holds your gun? Yeah, yeah. If you don't have one of those three things, get the fuck out of the competition. Okay, I, or Spartan, I guess. Yes, his wife and his kid got murdered which is why I'm putting him up so high. He's yeah. in the Martin Riggs category. He's yeah. up there in the top where it's like, I got nothing to lose. I got nothing to lose at this point. Are you not entertained? Yeah. That whole thing. We know you don't give a fuck. Yeah. With that being said, it's Russell Crowe. I think it just might be. I think he just... You think, I think he's the one that takes... You think that Maximus is the one that takes that, that brawl? Or do you think that it's fucking... I mean, it's a brawl. I mean, hey. It's, it's Maximus, dude. He knows how to fight with a shitload of stuff going on. Like, if you think about it, he was able to fight in a much more chaotic environment than everybody else. I don't know if you remember this, but 
when Martin Riggs was much younger, he took a guy out in high winds from a thousand yards away. There's only one in ten guys on the planet that could have made that shot, dude. He's That's always right. been good at killing people, dude. That's right. He was in Vietnam when he was like 19, dude. He was in special ops when he was not, he has a special ops tattoo. That's the equivalent of being like a Spartan. Yeah. Or a Trojan dude, like a fucking glad a gladi I think John McClane, though. If you back Bruce Willis barefoot into a corner with blue jeans on and a wife beater, forget about it. On Christmas? <laughs> when he's having like because he's having wife issues too like his wife ain't dead but she's beefing she's yeah. cheating I think he's cheating somebody's cheating I need to rewatch Die Hard but there's some fucking there's like a weird hmm. don't fuck with don't fuck with Bruce Willis and Die Hard no no but I mean hand to hand I'm taking I mean we fucking Mel, I mean dude Martin Riggs knows jujitsu he took the dude out with a triangle at the end of the movie he was I was very impressed by the jujitsu. Like his hand to hand combat. Listen, he had the opportunity to arrest the dude and he's like, You wanna fucking dance, bro? And to, and just fought in front of all his homies. That was one of the most like obscenely like not really needed parts of a movie. No, no, I've no. Ever Look, seen. we're gonna get into that scene when we get to best scenes, and I don't even want to talk about it right now. Because <laughs> especially with that attitude. Look, I'm going this. Martin Riggs one, Maximus two, John McClane three. But on any given Sunday any one of them could take the win. Like, they're all talented. Okay, fair you enough. You know what I mean? It's like Brady, Rogers, and, and Goff. Like, all three of them going at it every yeah, yeah. single week. It's like, you're not going to get one team just like, pat, 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 you know? That's and true. And I threw Goff in there just in case Mike listens to this because I just want him to, you know. Yeah. I want to put the spirit. We still got the Rams thing up. Mm-hmm. want Mike to feel included. So yeah, exactly. Goff That's fair. There, you know? And I saw a picture of Goff earlier today. He's in like, what is like third or fourth year. He looks, he's getting ugly. He's getting an old man. Yeah. Which I feel like makes you more respectable in the NFL as a quarterback. But that's talk for <laughs> another day. All right, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come straight back and get into these categories. After a word from our non-existent sponsors. Hold tight, Downtown Cinema Podcast. Yeah. And we are back, Downtown Cinema Podcast. A wise word from our sponsors. We don't actually have any sponsors, but we are drinking beer with names on it that we're not going <laughs> to say because fucking... Pay me to get faded off your beer. Right? Pay this eccentric, beautiful... I feel like... You know what I feel like? I have a couple beers. I turn into Russell Crowe from Beautiful Mind. I see things, dude. <laughs> I see equations. Things make sense, you know? I'm like Will Hunting I after feel, a few beers. Or at least I feel that way. Having to pay for my own buzz, I feel like a fool. I shouldn't have to pay for that. They should no. be paying me for that. Good times should be free. <laughs> good times should be fucking free shit that sucks should cost money car washes yeah food premium Pornhub subscriptions things some things you should get for free yeah premium Pornhub subscription should be free dude i almost feel like the world would be a much better place if you got a free Pornhub subscription just because it's like i don't know maybe dudes would finally chill the fuck out because it's not like it's women that are shooting shit up i will say this getting a porn subscription is like the first time you watch a movie in color it's really hard to go back but financially sometimes you have to go back it's a different thing dude it's yeah. a different thing and i'm not saying that i've done it i'm just saying i've heard through certain circles the first time you do it it's like um like, it it, like being in the tornado you know and you're dorothy and it's like you go from black and white to all of a sudden 
It was like being in you're in color. It was now. like being in Pleasantville, and someone put on a record, and you look over, and some people are just in color, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is what I've been missing this whole time." Yeah. Again, I don't know from personal experience. <laughs> no, of course, only sick fucks would know that. But from what I've heard, is it's just like it's like the first time you hear the Beatles or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Brings really, a little tear to your eye. Right. It's like everybody out there jerking off to Pornhub free is basically playing like Super Mario on Nintendo. And people that are paying for Pornhub premium are playing like fucking Call of Duty Black Ops or whatever the new crazy game. You know what I mean? They're just experiencing In VR. Yeah, they got a virtual reality headset on. (laughs) It's basically what it is. Literally. All right, let's jump into the scenes. I don't want to, you know, (laughs) masturbation aside. We want to be inclusive to Pornhub premium for women. Well, if we're talking about... (laughs) masturbation that can lead into the first scene of the entire movie the first scene we're talking about best scenes so i'm gonna i'm gonna read you what i got for best scenes yeah you tell me what you think okay if there's anything i need to add if not we can kind of talk so i got first one undercover coke bust at the x christmas tree lot i love that scene it's a great fucking scene one of those dudes that he's buying the coke from is anthony kiedis from red hot chili peppers dad it was his dad Anthony Kiedis' dad from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's one of those three dudes that he's buying Coke from. That's such a weird thing to know. Fun fact. Uh, I got the Mel Gibson with the one bullet in the gun while he's watching cartoons, like about to blow his brains out in his trailer. Uh huh. That's my next scene. Third scene, I got Roger and Riggs meet for the first time. Where he's like, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. The next one I got, do you really want to jump? Do you want to? Do you really want to? <laughs> Mel, Gibson, Mel Gibson freaking out on the roof with that dude. Do you really want to jump? Do you want to? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Let's do it, asshole. Let's Wait do it. What? I want to do, do it. Patient? I want to do it. What do you mean? I got the gun range slash have a nice day scene where they're hanging out at the gun range and he shoots a smiley face into the thing yeah yeah great fucking scene you know Uh way to break up a movie you know what i mean they just all they do all they're really doing is there's a huge action scene break it up with something heartwarming huge action scene let's have a thanksgiving let's have a christmas dinner yeah huge action scene fucking oh let's fix the boat and drink beers i love it uh the next one i have is the grenade standoff in the desert shout out to victorville oh yeah and then uh do you remember he's like dry lake bed Victorville, Victorville, sunrise, be there. Never had so much pride. Not only that, but I was just thinking about how vague, like being from Victorville, I'll tell you, that's a very vague direction. Yeah, you wouldn't find it. You'd have to you'd have to stop in Victorville, find a girl with a fedora, and be like, where's this dry lake bed? Because yeah. she has an Instagram. She's for sure taking photos there, right? It's 100%. Like, it's an yeah. Instagram model's... Any girl with a fedora anywhere knows about the Victorville trip. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know about narcotics detectives in LA, but anybody, any girl with Instagram has been there. Um, and then the final fight scene. Okay. You tell me what you think. Is there a scene that needs to be added first and foremost? Um, no, I think that's all like fair enough. Like what should be in the top. And then what about there's... the questioning the kids little scene like with Daisy in the house blowing up? No. Nah, I mean, I mean, I, it's a. What about good the pool scene, cover scene? 
I do love the pool cover scene for the fact that that's always a scene that's like stood out in my mind whenever I think of this movie. Same. For some reason, as a kid, I, it freaked me out. Like pool covers just freaked me out at that point when I watched that movie. So, Rightfully so, though. I mean, yeah, because if you fell into a pool cover like that by yourself, you're fucked. You're done. Maybe not. Maybe you could just like relax and like. I mean, you have your back. You do have know. to think about it though. That dude was shot like first. That thing was flimsy as a so, trash bag, though. That I noticed the consistency of that pool cover. I'm like, no, pool covers are not that like flimsy. Like they're thicker. Right. And if I have a mansion in Hollywood Hills where there's just girls chopping up coke in the kitchen. I'm not covering my pool, dude. That You're getting a filter, bro. That thing's ready to rock at all times. Like it's going to be, there's a heater. There's a fucking heater on it. So it doesn't need a pool cover to keep it warm. And it's just like, fuck it. You know, there's, yeah. ba- there's fucking babes in that thing. You, Granted the, it's December, you know, so that's I don't know. True. December in LA. I don't know. I'd have to look back and see basically what the status of the ice caps was <laughs> at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know where we were at global warming wise. Yeah. True. Simpler times. Simpler times. Al Gore was probably there doing blow, throwing his litter on the floor. Is it, <laughs> it was what, 87? Yeah. Yeah. You know, even people weren't conscious really of it then, which is crazy that they even had a pool cover on. Sure. But hey, it's a conversation for a different time. We can put that in there. What's your favorite scene? Hmm. I like actually the gun range scene. I feel like that's actually a, an underrated, really rich scene where it's like, it, it kind of goes in line with that joke that they keep talking about where he's like, um, what does he keep saying? It's like thin, thin, you know, it's like, it's thin's my like, middle name. He's like, with your wife's cooking, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Where it's like they, and even in that scene, they bring it back again. Where that's it's where it like, first, that's thin? where it first comes up. He's like, yeah. sounds thin. He's like real fucking thin. Yeah. No, that's I mean, it is an amazing scene and it's surprisingly wholesome. Yeah. For like what's going on not to mention kind of foreshadowing with like the way roger draws his gun and shoots that first shot and hits it in the head that's what he does whenever uh the general's like coming at him in the car remember he's yeah. like today you die versus he says uh-huh. some crazy shit like that and he pulls it and fucking shoots his old old school six shooter yeah great plus i mean mel gibson just shooting the fucking happy face has always been like it's always been that's always been one of the scenes that stood out to me the most um that was probably my favorite most memorable scene i have a few so i have that has always been one of them i always when i think back on the movie i always remember that first scene shout out to long beach which yeah. i never knew i never knew it was long beach but lb pride downtown cinema podcast podcast long beach based um my favorite scene is the final fight scene which is now's the time to get into it because yes a car hits a fucking fire hydrant right uh-huh there's the fire hydrant shooting up in the air. There's the helicopter's back. The helicopter's yeah. fucking back, and it's shining just a helicopter spotlight. Gary Busey, who we haven't spoke about enough in this movie. We'll get we'll get to Gary Busey, but they catch him, and Mel Gibson being the fucking psycho badass really cements his place in hero fucking badass history, where he's just like, you want to run it? You want to fucking yeah. run it, dude? He puts his gun down. He's like, you want to fucking, do you want to dance, dude? You want to go? Which... That's what I was getting into when I said it was the most unneeded scene. But that's what makes that scene so good is that it's like, dude, they all could have just arrested him and the movie's over. That's the movie. They just arrest him. But it's like, hell no. Everyone's kind of got that G code where they're like, chill. No, Murtaugh's just breaking him up. Like, let it go. Let it go. And then you can hear the chick come over the 
you can hear her come over the walkie-talkie where she's like, sorry, she's like, Sergeant Murtaugh has control of the scene. Like, and he's just uh-huh. like, back up, back up. Remember, and he's like, because yep. they're both, they're both, they're just letting them do They're both out, Vietnam dude. special ops dudes. And he's like, we got to see, we got to fucking see right now yeah. who the man is. Yeah. Which fight scenes, fucking crazy. Fun fact. I know I told you this earlier, but, um, do you see that, you know, how he threw up the, he hits him with a triangle choke yeah. and an arm bar. In there, which you the never jujitsu was so impressive. I've never seen like jujitsu like in a movie like that. No, especially in the eighties. Yeah, right. But it's like uh, their consultant, their on-film consultant was Hirion Gracie, who is from the Gracie family, who basically pioneered jujitsu. And Hirion is one of the original founders of the UFC. So yeah. he's consulting on the movie, which is cool because if you're looking at movies in the eighties, you're not seeing any jujitsu. No, no. He at didn't all. really lock I mean if we're being nitpicky, like the arm bar and the triangle weren't like perfect. No. But it's like he fucking finished him with the triangle. That's the thing is you know you, I mean? do, you never normally never see that. Like especially in the eighties, it's always like someone getting kicked off of something, you know, or like someone getting knocked out. You never see someone like tap pun- out. Yeah. Well you just or he choked him out. He just fucking fully choked him out. Right. And it's like fucking, you just see a lot of like rocky, wild punches. Exactly. Or like fucking, you know, Schwarzenegger's not really much of a puncher, but he's always like fucking has a bazooka and like, God, I love you, or whatever. But yeah. like, it's good. And it, w- one thing that I particularly enjoyed is you do get to see that like primal Mel Gibson where he's doing like the weird, like, like the weird, like grunts yeah. and shit where I'm just uh-huh. like, dude, he just makes it like, I, there's something very primal about mel gibson in the early movie the brave heart where it, it, it's in the eyes you know yeah. what i mean it's like very animalistic i love that shit well that's what i i mean that's what i appreciate so much is that it's like it has so much of that like mono e mono like but just like natural where it's almost like watching two animals like fight when you and watch not even that. two buff dudes it's not like you're watching no fucking- they're two like regular dudes it's just like what two it, it's if that were to really happen in real life they might look similar to that like yeah. They're in good shape. Obviously, they're in special forces. They're not too far separated from like the actual war, blah, 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 blah. Still in uh-huh. the game. But it's not like you're looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger or fucking Stallone fighting at fucking heavyweight or whatever. Like it's Or just, like Jason Momoa or something like that. Right, where it's like, right. where it's just like they're super fucking chiseled. Like, there's something it's like, there. Yeah. It's like, no, there's like a slight hint of a dad bod kind of there. While we're here, what do you think about the do you really want to jump scene? The suicide dude. Because I feel like that's one of the main scenes in the movie where they come, uh-huh. they walk into that cafe and he's like, remember he fucking, he's like, kill yourself then. Remember, yeah. Bert's all hands him his gun. He's like, do it then. And he's like, put it, it in your harsh, mouth. It was harsh, dude. Put it in your mouth. That was so harsh. He pulled the trigger. Yeah. And he fucking, he put his hand there and the, the fucking hammer or whatever you call that thing hit the back of his thumb. Remember he was yeah. trying to do it. And he's like, you're not trying to draw a psycho pinch. Yeah. You really are crazy. You really are crazy. I love that. I love that fucking scene. That's when he knew he could trust him, but like not, he can trust the fact to like not trust him, but kind of trust in that. To know that he wasn't lying. At least he was genuine. Exactly. But I mean, he had a good point where he's like, I fucking got him off the building. Seems solid to me. He, he got it. You know what I did notice too? Another thing I noticed about this. See, that's the thing. I backed him on that decision too, where I was like, well, what's the big deal? Everything worked out. Why are you flipping the fuck out? Like, seem legit. Yeah, seem legit. He got him with a lot of ciggies, a lot of cig smoking. Oh yeah, 
A lot of just Mel Gibson just the good old, ripping Siggy. The good old dude. 80s, dude, when you're like your action heroes are not healthy at all, but they're still buff. Drinking beer. Just we'll, we'll get into Mel Gibson's fucking bad habits in this movie, but I read there's a thing going around where like there's a petition, like people like really bummed out about the cigarette smoking in the new season of Stranger Things. That's what I heard too, that they already said they were going to remove it because it was causing people supposedly to smoke more. And it's like... Grow a pair. Smoke. We have too many fucking people in this world. <laughs> smoke, please. If you're listening to this podcast, get a pack, smoke yourself to death, and then just die. I'm fine with it. Jesus Christ. Listen, no, but like, don't let a fucking movie like cause you to smoke more. Like, come on, man. If you're so easily influenced by watching Stranger Things on Netflix that you're just smoking ciggies, it's like, we're pro- I mean, you know, you got to learn. If you're a little yeah. kid, if you're like a little kid, you got to learn. Smoke a couple, dude. <laughs> to help yourself whatever if you're an old figure person, it out if you're old over 20 years old and it's like influencing you to smoke cigarettes the world's probably better without you if you're honestly that influenced that's all i meant i didn't mean to just die motherfucker like, I, didn't mean to <laughs> yeah. go, like I got a little carried away but i will say it's like it's a it's a tv show about the 80s yeah people were smoking ciggies dude dude what our action f- heroes were like smoking cigs drinking beers like kind of pieces of shit like and that's what I kind of liked about them, though. There was, like, this genuineness to, like, these, like, 80s, early 90s, I guess, like, action heroes. If they made the Avengers back then, you know Captain America smoking cigs. Yeah. For sure. 100%. For sure. Maybe even, and probably fucking... Uh, Especially Wolverine. Wolverine smoking cigs. Fucking, and so is um, Hulk when he's a doctor, probably. He's like the maniacal, you know, smoking ciggies, like doctor. But everybody's so goddamn sensitive. You can't do fucking anything without anybody getting bummed out, which is why it was refreshing to watch this movie and just seeing everybody just constantly. (laughs) There's constantly a cigarette getting smoked, which I thought was good. Well, I miss like action stars just being closer to normal people, you know, where it's like now you see them and it's like it's so sculpted and perfected that it's just like it's like, fuck, dude, how long has been since you've eaten bread? Right. You know, like, what the fuck, man? Like, I can't relate to that. Where it's like... No. Where it's like 80s, like, action heroes? Like, you can be like, oh, like... That's why we need our Martin Riggses and our John McClane's. Exactly. Like, we need that shit. We need yeah. fucking, you know, we need these, like, everyday type of man. Now, like, the everyday guy is, like, fucking Spider-Man or something. Tom Holland, which is like, dude, give me a fucking break. Yeah. You know? It's like, we need some rugged... Siggy smoking, beer drinking, fucking dudes out there. I guess know? maybe. I mean, he hasn't shown it, but I'd say maybe Tom Holland kind of seems like that. Like, Tom Hardy or Tom Hardy. I'm yeah. sorry, he could, but yeah. nobody's gonna let him do it because that's the thing. They're not gonna let him be that. You need indie films hero. to really get into that like bag. You're not gonna really see any more like blockbusters with people smoking cigarettes, unless it's maybe like a Tarantino movie, which you know DiCaprio is gonna be smoking in like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for sure. Yeah. Well, because it's a period piece, so it's like to be authentic. Yeah, they're pretty much gonna let uh, Tarantino do whatever the fuck he wants, anyways. Oh yeah, it's gonna it'll crush. You know I I mean? Oh yeah, of course. All right, so let's do best quote. Okay, are you ready? First one I got, Martin Riggs. We both know why I was transferred. Everyone thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm fucked, and nobody wants to work with me. Or. They think I'm faking to dry, draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked. 
which is just a, a good use of the word, good use of the F word. Like the, that's yeah. like cigarettes. They don't throw it around as much anymore. True. If they do, they throw it around a lot more. I don't know. It was rare back in this day. Yeah. To get a good bunch of solid F bombs. You know what I mean? If it wasn't like an Eddie Murphy movie, you know, Beverly Hills Cop, you're getting some F bombs. Yeah. All right. Next, next quote, Martin Riggs. This is a real badge. I'm a real cop. And this is a real fucking gun. Thought that was a good one. I that's just it. a good, that's just a good classic quote. Yeah. This next one's between Martin and Roger. That's very thin. Roger. Thin is my middle name. Martin. Considering your wife's cooking, I'm not surprised. Cooking joke. Got it yeah. in there. They just, they keep, they, they kept the cooking jokes coming, which I thought was nice. I didn't, I never knew back in the day, just like you said, I didn't realize how like they kept going back to his wife's cooking, but it's fun. Yeah. Roger Murtaugh. I'm too old for this shit. Classic. I don't think it's a competition, but I'll read the rest anyways. Martin Riggs. Oh, it might be a competition. <laughs> when I was 19, I did, a, I did a guy in Laos with a rifle shot at a thousand yards in high wind. Maybe eight or even ten guys in the world could have made that shot. It's the only thing I'll ever, that I was ever good at. Well, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and then Roger Murtaugh at the very end. No way you live. No way. What do you think? <sighs> Those are some really good quotes, and I think it's really debatable on any of these. I think it has um, to be, I'm too old for this shit. Just for the fact that that's one of the ones that did stand the entire series. I'm too old for this shit. That it's like, that's constantly going the entire time. Like, yeah, it's like the one liner. It's like, you know, I always say the one liner before that podcast starts. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to think about it. And it's just like, it really kind of exemplifies like Murtog. Like, yeah. You know, it's just like, ah, I'm getting too old for this shit. But really, though, if we're really digging in deep and you want to know mine, it's when I was 19, I did a guy in the house <laughs> yeah. with a rifle shot at a thousand yards and I win. The, to me, that's when I watched this movie, like, I heard that line and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, that's so, that's so great. Like, that's so great. A thousand yards with a rifle and high wind. Like, I don't, I, I just remember even as a little kid hearing that, and I was like, that's impressive. I had no idea what, what anything was that was yeah. going on. I was like, he was a, hey, we might have to register you as a lethal weapon. <laughs> that's right. I guess that would be in the running. Definitely. Might have to register you. So I think we can just agree that it's probably too old for this shit, but there is some quotes in this movie that you just like to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's fair. Because the the rest of the quotes are amazing, but if someone says like the title of this movie, the first thing I hear is I'm getting too old for this. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's jump into MVP. I really only got two, and that's Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll start. I think it has to be Mel Gibson. I think he's the only person that's irreplaceable. He makes the entire movie. Without Danny Glover, though, the movie is not any good. That's the thing. I So I do agree with you. Yeah, without Danny Glover, though, it's one of those like... It's not the same movie. No, it, it just wouldn't have let Mel like really like flex, yeah. you know, without seeming too ridiculous. Because I think his character alone would seem really ridiculous and just kind of like a little too much. 
where it's nice to have Glover like in his like anchoring him. Yeah, anchoring him down and making it seem a little more realistic because he lives much closer to reality. Yeah. And it's like you have you have Mel Gibson, he's not dude got pulled over faded and said some sketchy shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, whatever uh, your opinion is on Mel Gibson, everybody has an opinion. He's not the most like desirable human being yeah. alive right now. But he brought that like physicality and like that animalistic, like he's, he's not the biggest dude. And he brought everything that we've talked about before. He brought that to the action hero genre, you know, and, yeah. and it, coming from a time when there was a lot, of, it was all just like jacked Stallone's mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, all these dudes. It's like John McClane diehard came after this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like he brought that physicality that like you can be big and still not be big. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He brought that like beast shit with him. And it's like whenever there's that scene where he's crying with the gun in his mouth, it's it's next level for an action movie. Yeah. He brought a dark it's very dark, which is something that you don't really see in like those action movies. It's really dark. And it's uh-huh. like it's vulnerable. Like we talked about earlier. It's a vulnerable thing yeah. for someone. Macho men in movies are never vulnerable. No. You know, that's just not that wasn't the template. And if they are it usually bites them in the ass. Right. You know, that's their flaw. I don't think that there's anybody else that was really... the Another person that was supposed to be cast for this movie was the dude from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Bruce Willis was offered this role, too. Yeah. Probably could have done it. Don't think it would have been as good. I agree. You know what I mean? I think that he could have... I think... And Mel Gibson was offered Die Hard. Turned it down. That's the thing is, I think they both chose correctly right you know where it's like i don't think die hard would have been that good with mel gibson and i don't think lethal weapon would be as good looking shit up on uh like imdb and stuff like that mel gibson has turned down like a lot of a lot of these roles really in his day yeah a lot of stuff um so i think we can agree that mel gibson is the one but absolutely you really need them both yeah you need them both to really make it what it is you know what I mean? I don't, but I can't imagine who the fuck else. Like, I'm not trying to fill that role with anybody else, honestly, uh, of, of Danny Glover. I yeah. don't think that anybody else could do it. I think this is Danny Glover's, you know, this is his top of his career. Like, this is like, this is Dan. When I think of Danny Glover, I'm thinking of this movie every time, no matter what. Oddly enough, I'm also thinking of Gone Fishing. Oh my God. <laughs> Gone Fishing with fucking, what's the other dude's name? Um, fuck, who is that? Uh, I don't even think oh I know God. it, to be honest. No. But I like that guy. He kind of looks like uh, he could be Tommy Lee Jones's burnt uncle. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right, so let's do a sleeper award. Best performance by an actor with a limited role. So anybody else in the movie? I'll list. If there's somebody else you want to throw on this list, throw them on the list. But So I got Gary Busey as Mr. Joshua. Fire. Mitchell Ryan as the general. Also fired. That last scream that he does in the car, gold. Yeah. Fucking gold. Tom Atkins as Michael Hunsucker. And Tracy Wolf as Rianne Murtaugh. So Murtaugh's daughter. Uh-huh. What do you think? I mean, I already know that we're going to like agree on this. I know we're not. I don't think that we are. Gary Busey, dude. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to. I don't agree. Oh, shit. But let's hear it. Let's hear the Gary Busey. Why Gary Busey? Gary Busey was, 
It's one of those, was he perfect for this role? Uh, Maybe. You know, like, nah, like, I don't know. For some reason, Gary Busey doesn't really play like the, like, sinister, like, role for me very well. Like, I don't know. I I think of, like, Point Break Gary Busey, where it's just kind of like... A little older. A little older, like a little dumber. You know what I mean? Like Him playing opposite of Mel Gibson, though, with that blonde hair was perfect. Yeah. Somehow it just worked. But whoever casted this movie, casted this movie fucking perfect. That, and I just love that scene of him, like, just burning, like, getting his arm burned. Yeah. Like, and he plays it pretty well where it's like, you can tell it hurts. Like, yeah. it hurts, but it's one of those, but at the same time, he's, like, showing a little amount of emotion as much as, like, a human could really hold back from having a flame just like directly put under their skin. I just like when he's flying in on that chopper, like to, and he shoots the dude through the milk uh-huh. or whatever, through the eggnog. And he's like, has his, like, he's just, remember when they mob up on that fucking car and he just shoots Mel Gibson with that shotgun while the car is still moving. That's fucking yeah. amazing. Like, it's just, I don't know. Gary Busey does kill it for me though. If I'm going to have to go with my sleeper award, it has to go to fucking Tom Atkins as Michael Hunsucker. When really? they're just in the bank and he's like, kill them. Yeah. Kill them, Roger. You owe me. Like, when he just go, he goes, like, uh, he does a lot with a little amount of time that he has on the fucking screen. You know what I mean? He explains, true. like, he has a whole, like, shadow. If you're in a bank, dude, if you're just chilling in the bank, dude, and you're, you're work at the bank and you're just screaming, kill them. Yeah. Kill them, Roger. You owe me, Roger. Like that, you're getting fired, dude. What are you doing? Like, there's customers in there. They're all looking at him, like, dude, what the fuck? Is like, what? What are you doing, dude? Yeah, I love, I love that guy in that movie. Remember, he's like, she's doing those pornographic videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I was thinking when it shows Roger just watch. There's a lot of porn talk in this podcast. We need Mike here to kind of like keep us on the rails. Yeah, without him, there's just a lot of porn, wieners, and boobs talk. But it's like. If you're just if I'm a cop, right? Uh huh. And I look down and someone just mailed me a manila envelope and it has a blank tape in it. And I pop it in in my living room and I'm drinking a beer. My family's upstairs sleeping. It's a week before Christmas and it's just a porn. Yeah. Are you just gonna sit there and watch the whole thing? Like, I was waiting for like something to happen with that videotape, but it's like it's just the porn. It's just like them, and it's not even really like good. It's just like a bunch of girls showering each other and laughing. It reminds like a Pam and Tommy porn, you know? Dude, it is it is the worst. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not even. I don't even. I wouldn't even consider it really like almost porn at that but point. But like, is that police like, work or is he just watching a porn? See, that's where <laughs> I like this movie, and that's where it's so genius. Is like it kind of leaves you with that philosophical question. <laughs> You I mean, know, of like, what's first the difference? Like, okay, she's doing porn, and then you just... I might have to just finish watching this thing out, dude. I might have to just, You know? He's like, I if get, I must, I'm getting too get, old for this. I get the gist. I get the gist, but I better finish this tape out. Just in case, dude. You never know. It's a rough job. His wife comes down. Your lady comes in. I'm see working. It. I'm working. <laughs> get back upstairs. You don't want to see this. He's got a little boner in his fucking... What do you call those... Uh, Remember everybody used to wear those like baggy white boxers? He says those yeah. baggy white boxers with a big old boner in it. And he's just like, get back upstairs. I'm working. He's like, I'm working overtime. She's like, I didn't hear your pager. She's like, you're drunk. He grabbed he, Him and Riggs were drinking on the boat for like hours before that. And then he mm. grabbed a beer on his way in. Then he rolled in there and popped in a fucking porno. He might have, in, in real life, he might have hit a sesh. Oh, <laughs> no doubt in my mind that he hit a sesh, dude. But if that's like your homie's daughter who's dead now from a murder... 
Do you hit a sesh to it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, no. But you know, at the same time, I've never been alone. I've never, <laughs> never been put in the situation, so I don't know. And I know myself, and I don't want to talk about it, dude. I don't want to speak <laughs> on that, any of that. All right. It's a good argument. We both decided that we are degenerates, and... I think you're wrong. I think Gary Busey. Gary Busey? I think also that Murtaugh hits that sesh. I think that's the real question is, does Murtaugh, <laughs> before the camera switched over, did Murtaugh rewind the tape and hit a little sesh? 100%. I think so, too, because you need to... You need so, you need to look at the tape with a little bit of angst. Yeah. And then you need to look at the tape after you've busted a nut and you know you're not looking at it from a biased perspective. That's police True. work. True. That is, that is very good police work. Yeah, because you're going to look at it completely different with your balls empty. You know, you're going to look at it with like much clearer eyes, you know, right. like, the, right. like, you know, where it's like these bodies aren't turning you on anymore because you already got the load out, you know? So you're just like, oh, whatever. I'm, I'm dusting for fingerprints, but ocular. Right, and I'm curious to see if we could actually get a detective on the show to clarify if that's what they actually do. Because yeah. if you're watching something sexual like that, where there's just good-looking ladies and they're all naked in a shower, spraying each other off, yeah, in the name of the job, not even in a perverted way, this is just what your job requires you to do. You need to be objective, and that's the only you way to be, able to be to see objective. It from both sides of the street. Exactly. You really need to be able to see it from both sides of the street. Interesting interesting hmm. i think we learned something today i think we did okay let's move on let's jump into some character questions sure i mean these are all kind of broad you know but it's like who's your least favorite character in the movie who do you think in the movie is kind of just like that they should have found a different actor for it um for me it's the general I feel like they could have... I, I like the That's general. who I was going to kind of lead to. He had a to, good scream. Not as sketchy as dude, though. That's the thing is, I was never really threatened by that guy. Right. You know what I really did like, though? Was that guy when they were out in the Victorville, like, dry lake bed with the glasses that was doing the talking? The bad okay. guy? Yeah. Could he use a little bit more of that guy? I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like I didn't see enough of that guy. Also, the Asian dude that tortures Riggs. Uh, Low-key great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like that guy. I appreciate having him in the movie. Riggs kind of choked him out very easily with, like, the weirdest leg choke, though. You think so? I mean, didn't he ain't choking me out with that fucking leg choke. I would just <laughs> drop to the floor where his legs wouldn't touch because he was hanging up, and I would just, you know. Yeah. I don't know, something. I'd punch him. His arms are up over his head. I don't fucking know. Yeah. See, I mean, the jiu-jitsu wasn't said, perfect, but... With that being said, he's in the special forces and <laughs> I just made an entire case to jerking off to a dead girl's porn tape. So we're, we're not on the same caliber of human being. Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously a lesser human. I'm obviously a lesser human than him. So that might've actually killed me in real life. If we're really going to go there, most irreplaceable character in the movie, Mel Gibson has to be. Yeah. Close second. Murtaugh. Murtaugh, Danny Glover. And then third, Buse. Abuse dog. Now, riddle me this, though. Are you, if you could identify with one, I already know your answer, but just for the audience's sake, if you could identify yourself as more of a Riggs, more of a Murtaugh, 
where do you find yourself? Like, let's say one is Riggs, 10 is Murtaugh. I would, I'm going to land towards like one is Riggs. I'm going to go, I'm going to say like a three or four. Yeah. I'm on the Riggs side of the spectrum, I think. Definitely. think so? Just more like loose, a little looser. Okay. You know what I mean? If I could pull a mullet in the boots, I would. Yeah. Uh, the cowboy boots run in my family. Like my dad cruises them. My uncle yeah. cruises them. They're both really loose. Uh, both of them have carried a mullet in the day. True. Neither of them were in the special forces and neither of them have ever killed a guy in high wind in Laos <laughs> from a thousand yards. But yeah. they're still, they're on that same white trash vein. Okay. Southern California style too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I have a little bit of rigs in me. See, for me, I wish I was more of a three or four. That's how I would like to see myself. But truthfully, probably more of like a seven. Murtaugh had a boat. That's the thing. You know, it's one of those like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like a very crazy person. Like, I feel like I'm trying my best to like get by in life on like the most chill way. You know, where he's like, oh, I'm almost retiring, dude. Like, and I got away with like no scratches you know like nothing like i'm good i didn't even mention that i keep a fucking single bullet in my pocket to blow my brains out with (laughs) (laughs) i didn't mention that like every night before i go you do that my girlfriend goes to sleep and then i just sit out in the living room and cry and put a gun in my mouth so when you when you go to put your keys like down in the little key bowl like ding 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 i put on cartoons it's that bullet i put on cartoons i grab my my piece I call it my piece. Yeah. I grab my piece. <laughs> I sit on my couch. The tears start to flow. And I put that fucker in my mouth. Oh. And I put my thumb on the trigger. And I really think about just, just ending it. But ending, the job, yeah. dude. The job keeps the, me coming the back. The job keeps you there every time. The job, the job is what keeps me coming back. Okay. Riddle me this, Batman. We're getting down to the most important question of every single show. Yes. Who could Bradley Cooper have played in this film? I'm actually torn between two because there's so many sides of Bradley Cooper that it's like, it's not as easy as you would think because the initial in me wanted to say Riggs. He has many layers, many levels. Where I was like, he could do Riggs, dude. He could be that crazy guy. With a mullet. With a mullet. And not only that, but he's like still kind of skinny, but ripped. You know what I mean? He's not like Schwarzenegger, you know, fucking huge, bulky, the rock. Do you think you know, he has ripped. the package to fill out the 501s? Because that's button fly. Oh. Everything's going to show. I couldn't tell you on that, though. <laughs> I couldn't tell you on that. <laughs> but, I don't know. I don't know. It's debatable. But the more I think about it, though, the more I think he could replace Gary Busey. I think even better, though. Ooh. Okay, out of left field. You know, just thinking about him in kind of that like that crazy psycho mode. I th- like, I think he would have played the dude that fell into the pool cover, <laughs> or one of the three dudes selling coke at the Christmas tree stand. Yeah, that's where I think he fits into this equation. Gary Busey, we're giving a Bradley Cooper a lot of credit, which he deserves. I don't know if he gets crazy enough for that though. I think he could have it. In, I think he could reach deep down in his bag and find it. Okay. I respect you for thinking that. 
I'm going to ask you a few questions about do these hold up? And I want your, I just want to, I want to throw a few concepts by you and I want to get your ideas. Absolutely. What do you think? I'm all for it. Okay. First, partying so fucking hard that you jump off of a building. (laughs) I repeat, let me say this again. Let me read this again in case you missed it the first time. Partying so fucking hard that you jump (laughs) off of a building. Go. (laughs) How do you feel about that? I, you know, I've, I feel like I've partied really hard in my day. Okay. But I can't say I've even gotten like 30% close. Let me ask you this. Have you ever woken up in a silk robe, butt naked, sat up in the bed, first thing you do, rack a line, snort that line, (laughs) woo, Uh walk outside, look over the edge of a balcony, and the first thing that comes in your head is, I'm going to jump off this fucking balcony. Yeah. Because that's partying hard. That's partying super hard, but I must say when I watched that scene, I was like, that might be how I go out though, is like, if I'm going to go out like suicide, like I'm going to do it all the way. Like I'm going to fucking rack a fucking line, jerk off real quick, and I'm fucking <laughs> off that building, but dude. Did she, did she this, is what I, this is my thing though. Was she bummed? Like, she was didn't she, seem bummed Or was she all? just partying so hard? The only way to go is off the top of that building. She's like, dude, there's probably even better party in the afterlife. And I got probably a fucking a RSVP, party. dude. There's probably a better party outside of this building. And I just need to jump out of the fucking window because <laughs> the elevator is going to take me too long to get there. I think she was partying so hard. She just did a little front flip out the building, dude. Yeah. She hit that beak. It changed her life. Sometimes Jesus just has to take the wheel. He took the fucking wheel to the extreme. <laughs> That's the hardest that Jesus ever did in the wheel. The only thing that would have made that scene better would be a little schlong walking by in the background. <laughs> Bringing the title card? If she would have snooted the line off of a big old wiener and then just jumped off the head, that would have made it a little better. All right, here's the next one I got for you. Waking up butt-ass naked with the ciggy in your mouth and pounding a breakfast brew. How do you feel about it? Go. I feel like I've done it. And I must say, when I was younger... In your younger days, you used to wake up in a trailer with a ciggy in your mouth and just I wouldn't say butt naked a tra- and a, la- a lassie dog just <laughs> licking on your butt cheeks. <laughs> I wouldn't say to that extreme, but I felt like it was pretty close. I Ooh, feel like... Bad days, but... I feel like you wake up sometimes. The night before, you had a gun in your mouth. You wake up. <laughs> You light that cig butt because you know he wasn't smoking that whole cig. You, he was coughing too. You could tell he was going through it. That's just yeah, yeah. Abs out. <laughs> really, really no tan at all. It's the eighties. No, skin cancer was on the rise. <laughs> Everybody's wearing SPF seventy. It was no joke. You light your ciggy. You're laying on your back, covering your eyes from the sun because you're hungover. You know you're hungover because you almost killed yourself the night before. That's how you know you were drinking a lot. Yeah. Because if you think back and you remember that gun in your mouth, the first thing that comes into my mind is, I was faded. <laughs> yeah. I was faded because I had my fucking gun. I had my Beretta was in my mouth. So you like the Siggy. I'm pretty sure that's the like most epic fear you can have. Right. You get out of bed. You're butt naked. The door to your trailer is wide open. You slept all night. Wide open. By the beach. You know it's cold. You're naked. 
you know he doesn't care about death or anything because you know that early morning beach cold. That's cold. Yeah, you don't just get out of bed butt-ass naked, wiener shriveled up, and start walking around freely. That's how you know he doesn't care. True. It's like Adam and Eve before they ate the apple. They didn't. They weren't aware of the fact that they were naked. He didn't even know he was naked because he's depressed. Yeah. He grabs a beer, pounds the whole fucking beer, smokes a ciggy, feeds his dog a dog treat, goes to work, puts the Levi 501s on. Question, is there boxers underneath those 501s? No. <laughs> no, answer, no. Answer, absolutely not. <laughs> no, dude. There's 100% no boxers underneath those 501s. He's going straight denim schlong rubbing all day. You, Not his, comfy. His wiener probably looks like a bodybuilder's hands. Just callous. <laughs> just on, those, on the top. Just dead. He probably added a half inch girth of just callus to the outside of his wiener from just rubbing on his denim jeans all day. Because he does a couple of, he sprints. Not only does he sprint no boxers, he sprints in like rattlesnake boots. <laughs> Which I don't know if you've ever put on rattlesnake boots before. They're not fucking Yeezys. The, no, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not very mobile. They're not, very they're mobile. not made for sprinting no, at all. No. They're made for like dancing and cutting people's heads off in the cartel. Those are the only two things that those boots are used for, dude. They're, nobody else <laughs> yeah, is wearing exactly. those. Yeah, like There's not a lot of shit going on in those boots except for fucking Martin Ray. Riding bulls, I guess. Yeah. Cowboy shoes. Spurs. I don't think that I could pull them. I was thinking about it. I was looking at his outfit and I was like, are those going to make a comeback? Like are boots like that going to come back around? Cause boots made a hard co- boots made a comeback. Yeah. But like world war two boots for some reason, like hipsters in world war two boots. Yeah. But like, when are they cowboy boots? Like with the pants rolled over the top. Cause they <laughs> cowboy boots made a comeback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like cowboy boots made a comeback with the pants tucked into the cowboy boots. Uh huh. But you never see just like good old fashioned, like, Cow, subtle cowboy boots like yeah i'm not wearing cowboy boots like you know what i mean with the jeans yeah, yeah where like the top yeah the jeans are all the <laughs> yeah, way down yeah. you know like you have to like really look at the foot is that gonna make a comeback that's my qu- next question yeah i think for it might. sure i think it might but you know what it's gonna take great minds like ours who are gonna watch a movie like this and be like he's pulling that from now on <laughs> he's pulling that you know what else he really pulled that i thought was sick what was like the white tee with like the four buttons, like the Henley white tee that he just always had on? Dude, yeah, I yeah. noticed that too. Because I always thought it was just a regular white, like a V neck. Yeah. yeah, not even a V neck. I always thought it was like a crew neck, just regular white tee. And then I also was like, oh wait, that's a button. That's that Australian sauce, dude. That's that Aussie <laughs> sauce. That's awesome. he has some like that's the one thing that he brought from Australia with him. Like I'm gonna ride this. I'm gonna ride this. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, last question. Keeping a bullet in your pocket to blow your fucking brains out with. Let me repeat in case you didn't hear me the first time. Keeping a hollow point bullet in your pocket that you are planning on eventually blowing your fucking brains out with. Does it hold up? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say it does. A hundred percent. Like if you're going to, if you're going to off yourself, you know what I mean? It's one of those, like, we got to be careful not to get too insensitive about blowing our brains out right now because shit happens, right? That is true. People are sad out there and people do do shit like that. And we don't condone anything like that. We think that's really bad. It's terrible. But at the same time, do it with style. If you're going to do it, See, that's the thing. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you know, like, and if you decide that you don't want to do it, give it to your best friend as a Christmas present to let him know that you got over it. 
Because that's what he did at the end. Remember, he's like, give your dad True. this bullet. Give your dad this. It had a, it had a uh, bow around it. Remember? Yeah. Good vibes. Oh, man, that's so rad. I remember watching that scene, like, at the end when he gives it to her. I was just like, yes, man. Like, fuck yeah. Family. I felt for him. Yeah. You know, like, I just, I just felt for him. Where I'm like, fuck, man. Like, you're really going through something here, dude. Like, yeah, I remember he goes, to, he talks to his wife. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's the rainiest day that's ever been in LA's history. Because <laughs> it's got to rain if you go to your wife's grave. If you're going to a grave in a movie, it has to rain. Or what are you doing there? Honestly, we should clip that out because that was the most solid sentence I've ever heard in my life. If you're going to a grave in a movie, it has to rain. Or else, what are you doing there? It's complete. Complete sure. sentence. Thank you. I think that you got to carry the holotip around with you at all times. If you're feeling bummed, you don't even need a gun. Just get a holotip bullet, put it in your little ciggy pocket, you know, this little like lighter pocket that you got up in the top of your, he has the 501s. You know what pocket he kept it in. Anybody yeah. who's ever wearing a pair of 501 jeans knows exactly what <laughs> pocket that bullet was in. <laughs> like it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the right pocket. It, it was wasn't a little in like pocket. change pocket. It was in like that little lighter pocket, like up at the top. He just had a little hollow point in there that he was going to fucking shoot himself with. Remember he's like, I even got a little holotip bullet. Blow my yeah. Make sure I blow the back of my fucking brains out with. Yeah. I think that's good vibes. Yeah. Maybe not good vibes. Okay. Maybe the opposite, really, of good vibes. It was vibes, more of like but... a, it's more of like a Tarantino-esque vibe. Yeah. That Style. you're like, yeah, I just blow it. I mean, I'm feeling bummed lately. Mm-hmm. You know, they find out in Lethal Weapon 2, spoiler alert, that the bad guys in that movie were the ones who killed his wife. So, spoiler alert! Don't no. I mean, find out early. We got. I mean, we're gonna watch it because every single movie that I do from here on out is gonna be a different lethal weapon. So <laughs> we have a, basically we have four months of lethal weapon. Even to sure. torture, to torture us, you don't even go in order. <laughs> no. You just go first, and then it's like third, and then second, and then fourth. Right. Okay. So I mean. As far as Lethal Weapon goes, I'd say that we made it through the list. Is there, you know, I feel like we have all the final thoughts. We can force final thoughts. We can talk about what, anything good that you're watching lately. What's going on in the world? How are you doing? Anybody that made it this far in the podcast obviously doesn't give a shit about movies. Because if you were passionate about movies, you wouldn't be listening to our two dumbasses talk about dicks for, it's been two hours of talking about dicks. That's yeah, a lot of dicks. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, so I'm like currently I'm working on Stranger Stranger Things three. I haven't started. Um, I got a few episodes in and I really like it so far. But um, is it weird with them being older? No, no, they work it. They work it perfectly. Does that one kid have teeth? No, he does have teeth though underneath. I seen him on. I looked on Google. I was like, yeah. "Does that kid?" I wrote, "Does that kid have teeth?" And they knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. They they <laughs> filled it in for you. Yeah. They knew. He does. They're crazy looking teeth though. But um, it's going pretty well. I'm, I'm only a few episodes in, and then um, I'm still working on Sopranos. I just Ooh. have been forever, and I feel like we're 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 coming to the end, kind Long of, but not really. And winding road right like it's so long and i feel like it's been taking like but the thing is is like we're both getting so wrapped up in it yeah that it's hard for us to watch anything else because it's just like let's just go to that but it's also like we're we're very invested but also like let's just get this shit done with 
if I had a dollar for every time I've tried to start The Sopranos, I would have finished it because I wouldn't have had to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like so, I've yeah. watched the first like fucking five episodes of The Sopranos so many times, but it's like it really does take a commitment. You really have to be like, all right, I'm going to fucking commit to this thing. I haven't seen, um, I really want to see Midsummer. Yeah, I really want to see that. Which I have it, and Mike, I wish Mike was here because he would, he told me it's fucking nuts. Dude, it's, the reviews say that it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it had an NC 17 rating for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Speak, there's a wiener shot in there. Speaking of wieners, that's oh, why. okay. Anytime you put a wiener in a movie, it elevates your rating. But if you put boobs in, you can put boobs in a movie and have a PG 13. Yeah. I don't know what all this free the nipple shit is about. Like free the fucking wiener, dude. Free the dick. Free the dick. <laughs> we should start hashtag free the wiener because if you think that nipples are really held back, wieners are held back. Yeah, because people definitely want to see a lot less of wieners than they right. want to see nipples. Right. And I feel like as men, we should be able to walk around with our wieners out <laughs> freely. I feel like I should be able to post on my Instagram of me chilling, doing normal things that I do, walking my dog celebrating 4th of July with some bomber shades on and a fucking uh, beer helmet and my wiener out. See, now I must disagree with you on that because, <sighs> I mean, I love you, buddy. I don't really, I really want to see that though. That's the thing though, is it's my, my wiener, my choice. You know That's what I mean? So my body, my choice, my wiener, my choice. That's the most American thing you could say. If I want to have a nice tan pipe, because <laughs> I've been... <laughs> <laughs> it's important it's important to you it's like i'm just saying dude like it's it's up to me it is what it is i want what i want there's gonna be you know a few of our friends are gonna listen to this podcast and be like dude you guys went a little off the rails with dick talk but again our podcasts are our choice yeah exactly and from here on out we're gonna at least talk about dicks for 15 minutes in every single episode and if you don't like it stop listening do you think there's a difference between 13 and 11 listeners? No, there's <laughs> not. Do you think we give a shit? No, we do not. Nope. We're just doing what we do. And we hope that you guys enjoy it. With that being said, thank you for listening once again to the Downtown Cinema Podcast. If you made it this far, we're your best friends. Let us know if there's a movie that you want to hear. If not, fuck it. We don't really care anyways. We probably aren't going to do it. Chase and Landry, Russell Rosenworth, Downtown Cinema Podcast. Say goodbye. See ya. And uh, don't forget, everyone, you could follow us on Instagram at um, downtown underscore cinema underscore podcast. And you can follow us on every other form of cine- cine- or every other form of social media at go underscore fuck underscore yourself underscore this isn't a real fucking thing. Goodbye. Downtown Cinema Podcast. Later. Oh.